But, you know, I think one of the biggest, so, you know, one thing that I mentioned that was a big, big challenge was the hiring piece, right? And so as we've grown, as we've taken on properties, as we've had more laundry, I just mentioned the staff that we have, right? It's really hard to staff that many people. It's not easy. Um, And so for us, we've been very, very fortunate that from that little automated system that we, you know, built like in 2020, uh, we've gotten better and better and better and now we can kind of just turn it on and it's like dialed in so basically now you know we flip it on in march we gotta we need to hire 30 people by the end of march to clean for us and we were able to do that successfully this past march so you would say it's taken about two and a half to three years to to get it to where it's at well let me rephrase that to get it refined enough where it's just flipping a switch correct i mean it's definitely and again it's an ongoing thing but um basically you know what is that you want to have enough communication. So there's, it's, it's so funny because you look at what is the biggest for home services. The biggest challenge that I see besides cash flow is people. Like getting good people to work for you, especially in home services. It could be painting, roofing, exterior wash, whatever it is, is people. And we market to our customers, right? I'll, hey, leave me a five-star review. I'll pay you 10 bucks to leave me a review. Okay, I'm going to market. Here's a flyer for my company. Here's an ad for my company. You've been getting my Christmas light ads on Facebook, right? I mean, you see this all the time. I hit like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. But my point is, but I advertise to you as a customer. Right. But why are we not advertising to our staff, our future staff? Mm -hmm. Why are we not attracting A players? Why are we not attracting guys that we want to be on our team? It's interesting because, you know, I I guess I've never really, well, we've talked about this numerous times, right? Um, Never recorded it, but we talked about this news. But I've never really considered. But think about like Chick Fil A and Starbucks, big names. But they do they 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 do market to the people that are coming in with educational benefits and good environments, and which is very interesting when you said that. But in home services, not so much. Not so much. It's chucking a truck and and maybe his best friend for the weekend. You know, Bob. Bob. It, Bob. And there's and there's nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But if you're wanting to create a business that can run itself. If you're wanting to create a business that has a systems of processes that you have people in place that you trust to run those systems, you have to market to those guys. Yeah. You have to attract those guys. Right. Um, and that's a big shift in the past, I would say year and a half for us <clears throat> is our automated hiring system. It does just that. It does just that. So for example, you know, your average, again, this is, you know, companies that I know, this is organizations that I've seen um, in our groups, my coaching groups. This is people that I just know that own service businesses. Maybe they serve our home or our, our needs. But you think about it, okay? And if you're marketing hard to a customer and say you come on and you fill out a form for, for a quote, okay? And say, I give you a quote, a good home service company, a good home service company will follow up with you a couple times. And they'll say, hey, did you give a quote? Did you like my quote? And then a couple days later, they'll say, hey, just want to see, did you get a chance to open that quote? You know, I mean, a good home service company will follow up with you. Right. Okay. Why are we not doing that with our staff that applies for our jobs? Or why are we not, you know, I will, if I walk into Subway and I see someone giving exceptional customer service, I give them a card and say, if you ever need a job, let me know. Well, you know, I, I can, I, I think I can answer that from a, from a very small standpoint is it's probably overhead. So if they're, if you think about it, you've automated it, right? But probably most people haven't automated it. So therefore they think that's a manual process. So they're thinking like, why wouldn't I do that? Well, now I have to pay someone else. Either they're already doing a job. I've expanded the scope of their job, or I'm going to have to take that on or hire somebody completely separate. So that's, I mean, that would be the quick answer I would think is why, why hasn't that been incorporated? Because, and also again, in the home service, like you said, nothing's wrong with it, but the traditional Chuck and Bob in a truck. If you, it doesn't sound as good as checking a truck, but you know, it's checking off. <laughs> it's gotta be more than one person. So that that's like the quick answer. So that's, that's an interesting gap uh, of knowledge or uh, something that you have bridged that has become easier and have, you've had the ability, ability to implement. So I would, I would push back on you a little Do bit it. there. Do it. My, what I think is the biggest hindrance to that is not that they don't want great people. I think everybody wants great people, but I think that 
they have their head down doing the work so much that they don't pick their head up hmm. to realize like, hey, I need to improve my processes so I can attract A players. And I can speak from experience on that. You know, I told you the first year and a half, head down, you know, we're building a business, which is great. I reached my personal limit. Then what? Right. Well, now I'm so busy that my hair's on fire. Right. So I don't have time to pick my head up and look around and build a process. And so again, the COVID time where we built out those automations laid a good foundation for us. It was six to eight weeks where we had a foundation where we built the bones, the structures that we've improved. So now, you know, we do market to these guys. Hey, you fill out a, you fill out a form on my, my job ad and you don't schedule an interview and you passed, I'm going to fall for you tomorrow. Did you get a chance to schedule that interview, Brian? No? Hey, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, okay? And not only that, but we get people in same day. If I've got an A player that just applied to my job, I'm not waiting until 10 days for you to come in my office. I'll see you tomorrow, you know? And, and that's another thing, too. <clears throat> having the team and the staff and having those systems in place where you can, you can do that. Um, so the automated hiring system we have, it does that exact thing. You, you fill out a form. We will follow up until you schedule an interview if you passed our survey that I mentioned from, from before. Um, once you, we give you reminders leading up to your, to your interview. I send a video of myself and I, was, and I have a whole video where I'm walking around the office. I'm walking around the parking lot. Why did you decide to do that, Logan? <clears throat> because what is a site? So one big thing you hear about in home services when they are hiring is, well, I had 10 interviews and nine didn't show up. Okay. Or I had a new guy starting tomorrow and he didn't show up or today and he didn't show up. Well, why, why do you think that is? It's psychological. Where's the trust? If you're not doing a great job marketing to your employees, you don't have that brand trust. You don't huge, have huge over the sketchy, sh you know, like yeah, 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 shed right in the background. Yeah. So now not only do you know, you get to see the person and now you're seeing the environment that you get exactly. to go in. Huge. And so I, my philosophy when it comes to staff is you set expectations and you just constantly meet them. Just meet them over and over and over and over. And that's how you create the trust. And I mean, same thing with your customers, but home services is, is people powered. It's a people powered business, meaning you have to have staff that if you want to grow, you have, you have to have staff to do the thing that brings in the money. Right. Um, so for us, you know, that's, that's, marketing to those guys and creating and, and matching that trust or uh, meeting those expectations. So we have a video where I'm like, hey, look around. I say, hey, just so you know, this is what our parking lot looks like. This is where you park. You're going this door right here. When you come in, this is what it looks like. Sign in here. Hey, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Okay, so approximately how long is that video? Uh, it's about 60 seconds. So it's an unlisted video on YouTube. Basically, whenever the day before they come in, send it to them, they shows them exactly where it's at. So is that like you doing it or is that someone filming you or? Uh, no, it's me. So I basically just hold myself out doing a selfie. I'm just kind of walking around. And when I walk out, I show them, you know, the parking lot. And I'm like, hey, here's what the parking lot looks like. You know, that way when they show, when they do arrive, they don't have that internal dialogue of like, hey, is this the place that, that I have interviews or somewhere else? Um, and they're able to, you know, immediately know where they're at. I walk in, I show them around inside the, inside the office themselves. And I say, hey, look, here's where you sign in. Here's where you sit. Um, that way, when they do get there, again, you kind of just knock down that, that mental barrier and create trust. So that when they show up, they have the expectation, we meet that expectation, and we just continue to build that trust. So is everyone that's gone through the process, is that you're the final hiring person for, or is there someone else now? So for our, our entry-level positions, so like our cleaning pros, things like that, you know, we do have someone in place that makes that final decision. She has an SOP on, hey, here are the questions that we ask. Um, here's what we're looking for. And she uses her judgment based on that to move forward or not move forward with, with cleaning pros. Um, so she is the final say for that. Now, our leadership positions, office manager, operations manager, uh, laundry facility manager, those guys, typically I will be the last interview that they have. Um, for those leadership positions. Gotcha. And so as far as like the, the infrastructure goes, right, in your in your teams, if you will, our team, um, how, how is that now? How, how is that? So you said, I've heard you say entry level and then are there different levels now? So are you talking about like as far as our org chart from top down? Or yeah, just like a like hierarchical standpoint, yeah. Yeah. So as far as our org chart goes, you know, basically the way that it works is, you know, you have me that's kind of acting as really the general manager. And then below me, you have several people that, that report to me. And so you have uh, office manager and then below her, she'll have like our, our um, office leadership, human resources, payroll, bookkeeping, 
uh, customer service, like those kind of things that reporting to her. And then uh, if you come back up to me as a general manager and then go straight down, you have our operations branch. And so basically our operations manager would lead that and below her would be operations lead. Below them would be our cleaning staff. So you got level two, level one and general cleaning pros. You have inspectors and field supervisors um, and team leaders. Our team leaders are, are people that know our process very well and they, they teach, our, teach our guys how to do it. Yeah. So um, when, when do they, so I know you just said, so I went backwards. So you have general entry level, then you have level one and level two. And so when do people get informed about like those different levels? So all throughout the hiring process. So our automate, like I mentioned, our automating hiring process, we try to put as many resources in there as possible to make sure that they have the information that they need. So we'll link to, to pictures, we'll link to uh, Google Docs, whatever they can click on, and they can read about that. Now, when they come in for the interview, we have a hiring binder. The hiring binder is going to have that information. So that way, by the time that, you know, say you're sitting, waiting on an interview, you have 10, 15 minutes to thumb through this, this binder. Whenever you, we have an interview, now you and I can just talk about you because you already know about the job. You already know how to advance. You already know how to get, get to the next level. Um, and that's a very important piece because if, you are, if you're paying someone just a flat rate, if you're paying someone just a base pay and they don't have any opportunity to earn more based on performance or a roadmap so that they know where they can be in six months, nine months, 12 months, that person is going to leave as soon as they find a higher paying job. What do you mean by base pay? And I heard you say performance. Yeah. So, I mean, so say, say you come in an interview and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, Schleif, I'm going to pay you 15 bucks an hour. Okay. And you're like, okay, great. Sign me up. Cause you maybe you don't have a job right now. Maybe it's better than what you got, whatever. But then you start working and you're like, well, Hey, how do I earn more? And I'm like, well, you just got, you just got hired. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. Yeah. Okay. And a month goes by, two months goes by, and you still don't have a clear picture. Like, how do I get 16 an hour? How do I get 19 an hour? How do I get 21 an hour? How do I get to a lead? How do I get to develop my skills? Right. Um, that's, you're just at base pay, okay? And that's a losing formula. But the way we try to structure it is we say, hey, we're going to give you base pay and then performance pay on top of that. So, for example, our cleaning staff, when they, when they first start out, they start out as a general cleaning pro. That's general. That means that you get only your base pay. So no matter what, you clean a property, you're getting this base pay for that property. Now, for people that are crushing it, that are doing a great job, we over a, over a certain period of time that we have predefined that we tell them and they educate them on during our automated hiring process and our interview, they can become a level one. A level one is you get your base pay, plus you get this performance pay if you do it this fast, you're on time this often, and you, you do it this efficiently. Or had this kind of quality. Those are like that. Was it KPI or KPP? I can't remember which. Yeah. So key, key performance indicators, deliverables. Um, but yeah, those are the three KPIs that we track for our cleaning pros. So a level one is going to have a different KPI than a general cleaning pro. Gotcha. So I need them. I need them to be on time more often. I need them to uh, uh, do it faster and do it better. A level two is our top cleaning pro. That's going to be they're doing it the fastest. They're doing it the best, and they're always. They, we never have to worry about them. Those are level twos. So they get more jobs. They get the highest paying jobs and they get the highest bonuses. So that's just from an entry level standpoint. I mean, you can move up in a matter of weeks from a general to a level one because we have it based on a certain amount of cleans. Right. And so if you do that, then you can take it. You can take a look at that and you can say, hey, look, once you get to, you know, 10 cleans, you have an opportunity to move up to level one. Right. So it's interesting that you call yourself a general manager. Would you do you in other circles? Do you? Say, call yourself a CEO by chance? No, I mean, so that's, I, I'm really, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sort of surprised you said that. I, I don't think I've ever heard you actually break it down like that, but I've always pictured you as the CEO. Is that, is that on purpose, if you will? Is that purposeful? I should say, is there something behind that? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. So owner CEO is the top title. That would be me. But the reality is when you make your org chart, you should write it out in departments and in positions that you want it to be. Okay. And so if you've ever read E-Myth, Michael Gerber, great book, you know, he talks about treating your business like a franchise, even if it's not a franchise, even if you don't want a franchise, just treat it like that because it's going to allow you to set up org charts, systems, processes, who reports to who, et cetera. Right. So one thing he mentions that I, I took to heart was write out your, write out your org chart and what those roles should be. And if you're acting as a certain role, put your name in it. Okay. So for, for example, like I'm owner CEO. Great. But right below me, the person that should be running the show is my general manager. Okay. And so that's why I kind of put myself there is because I'm like 
acting as that general manager right now. I understand. So I will fill that role mm-hmm. in the future. Right. And then I'll, you know, move up to owner CEO. So even though I, so I'm filling more than one role, owner CEO will be the top level of that rung, but then below that will be general manager. And basically all leadership in those other departments should be reporting to the general manager. So I know at some point you said like on the main webpage, there's quite a few videos of yourself and your leadership when they, when they go in all the, the links point back, you don't go on and link uh, and indeed it all goes back to the central um, are there other like educational videos that you've created? Cause I know you said checklist at one point, are there other things that have helped from a visual aspect for your cleaning crew to be more proficient? Oh, I'm sorry. Cleaning professionals. Um, you mean as far as like to actually do the job? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone that joins our company, number one, you're going to go through a online learning course and that's going to be your very basic, like, Hey, how do I log in the app? How many other home services that you've had conversations with or heard about from your coaches have an online um, educational, I would say most of your successful ones. And when I say successful, I would, I would classify like seven, seven figures or above where you're having to manage, you know, like more than one crew. Most of them do have some level of it. Now okay. I think there's lots of room for improvement, but I would say, again, you're chucking a truck, you know, you're guys that are a one man show trying to make a, you know, make a living for themselves. Right. Um, or maybe they have one or two teams generally do not have that. Okay. There's no one locally that I've talked to that has that, but again, okay. I'm sure that Somebody has it. Um, but what the, be- the beautiful part about that is you have all your systems and processes. You have all your tools. You have all your technology. But you just capture yourself doing the thing when you do it. And then you just upload it into the right. online learning. learning. Ser- I call it a learning management system. Uh, we call it DreamU. So Dream University. That's so awesome. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so awesome. And uh, that's because, you know, again, our company's named the Dream Clean Team. And so that's based on basketball. We try to tie in some, some basketball DNA in there. And so we call it Dream You. And uh, anyways, so anytime, you know, maybe I'm like, hey, uh, this is how you make a bed, for example. We, ha- we had a ton of our cleaning pros make videos for us. How to make a bed, how to do the floors, how to clean the bathroom, how to do the trash bag. They made all these videos and then we uploaded it into Dream You. Now, is that a mandatory thing or is that something that's optional? Yeah. So no, you, you've got to do that. So it, so that's part of a like, and also like entry. And if you want to go to level one, are there different videos or is it like, that's part of the, I guess the acceptability to get into that level. So whenever you first join the company, um, we have what's called right tracking and fast tracking. Okay. And the right tracking is what we want everybody to go through. We have a, this is like, if it's done the right way, this is how we do it. The reality is we have situations where we got to hire fast mm. and in those situations we may fast track. Okay. And that means we may prioritize other steps over others. I understand. So for right tracking, you will always have to go onto the online learning course. You, we don't even let you into, into our system until you finish that online course. Wow. And the reason for that is that's another weed out thing mm-hmm. that we went from calling people and saying, Hey, you'll be there tomorrow. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, right. cool. See the storage unit. Right. To being like, Hey, you got to show a baseline level of commitment. It's yep. not like it's a five hour course. It's an hour and a half. Right. It doesn't take forever. So if you can't go on there and complete it and commit to that, I know that you're not committed to the team. Have you seen a reduction in the um, demerits, if you will, inspection demerits? So when you implemented those actual videos and courses compared to the checklist and maybe like the one-on-one that, you know, again, time, right? You've reduced the time through automation, but have you seen any reduction in those demerits from inspection? Are they still there just from a learning process and that physical aspect of implementation? We have, we have a checklist that is submitted for every clean. This is an addition to, not in place of. So we have basically ref- refined and built on the process. So whenever you first join the company, you have you have the online learning management system, DreamU, that you have to go through. And that will tell you how to use, utilize our systems, how to, what our seven-step process is, things like that. But then you go through orientation. So you're on a Zoom orientation with a team leader, okay, or an office manager, operations lead, one of those guys. And they are just telling you, hey, I saw you went through DreamU. You got any questions? No? Cool. Let's get into some content. And then we have a program that we're going to go over to make sure you understand the different requirements for each property and how to identify those wow. and how, how to, how to, cause we're trying to, we're not, we're not a sir. I mean, I say a service company, we're a product company. We're producing a product. Mm-hmm. And so we're not, what we don't want to do is commoditize, commoditize ourselves Like a lot of these service companies do. So say you're like, Hey, you know, you have a painting company. A lot of times you're like, Hey man, what do you do? Oh, you know, we paint, we're painters. Well, now you just commoditize yourself to the other million painters right but if i say hey you know uh we're a cleaning company that specializes in this seven step uh process 
that's a product. Huge differentiator too. It's a huge. You're you're buying a product. You're not buying my service. So if I come today, you get one result. But if Jim comes tomorrow, you get another result. Right. No consistency. Consistency. Repeatability. Or repeatability. Repeatability. Yeah, that's and, huge. And that's why. And so you know, the on Dream You, we go over that, and then when we get into orientation. We're like, hey, let's talk about this product. Do you think you can produce this product? And then we we literally we go through it together and we talk about it. And then the next day or whenever they're available, we we have them come in person. They will team up with a, with a team leader, and then we do it together. How many cleaners from other companies have come to your company and go, "Holy crud! This is this is so different than all or every other company that I've gone through." I mean, if you ask them, everyone I've talked to has said that. I haven't asked every single one of them, mm-hmm. but anytime I've asked, because we do ask for periodic feedback. Hey. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And they're, they've all said, this is the most comprehensive onboarding I've ever had. So it's interesting. Um, when I interviewed Stone and uh, we got into his personal and professional lessons learned, and he said one of the biggest things from a professional standpoint and one of the hardest things is getting feedback. Yeah. You know, constructive criticism, not the nice stuff, but like that. And so like getting that feedback is huge. And that's the only way you can evolve and grow. That's the only way. 100%. And so it's really neat that not only are you getting that back from your customers, but you're getting that back from your actual staffing. So a key there staff, is staff staffing. <laughs> a, a key there would be when you do ask for feedback, try to do it in a way that does not feel like get it anon- anonymously. Mm-hmm. Do it anonymously. Objective and anonymous. Because if you do it, if you do it not doing it anonymously and they got to put her name down they're going to feel like it's going to impact ah, yeah. their scheduling right. and how much they're they're working. So we do it anonymously. Sure. So everything we ask, we don't ask for an email. We don't ask for a name. We just ask for feedback. That's great. So it hurts if you need to like get some more details on something. Oh, yeah. But you also would have never been presented that had you not did it anonymously. Right. So that's that's something we've implemented that's been huge to helping us actually get it because we were doing the same thing. We were asking, like, okay, we're great. This is yeah, awesome. But, yeah. like, we also know we suck. We're, can you tell us, tell us where? <laughs> you know? Um, but so, so with that, right, with all of this stuff and you're getting this feedback and, you know, you're evolving and growing from that and you have this automated process and people are, are coming to you that when you are, when you have the conversations with them, like, this is completely different. So have, have there been any morale concerns and how have you approached that? And is there anything that you've started to implement or try um, as far as morale builders within, within your team? And what, what do you mean by morale concerns regarding that? Like what, what did you have in mind that may be a concern? Well, so sometimes if you talk to like certain staff, they're like, you know, Hey, we come in into work and it's just not like a happy, pleasant mm, place to okay. be. Um, and then other people actually have functions, right? So like the company I work for has a Christmas function and, you know, we have some leadership that come down and they have a function that we go to. So just curious about like, how do you look at, because that helps for sustaining and long-term keeping yeah. people as part of the company is keeping that morale high. So, you know, have you had any lessons learned from the morale aspect? Cause you had, it sounds like now you have the automated hiring. So that's more of the process standpoint. Now we're talking about almost the soft standpoint, if you will, concerning yeah. hard. And then just from the company standpoint, now that you're growing, have you started doing any kind of morale events? 100%. So you have hit a an area that I would say has been a big focus for really the past nine months of ours. Because like you said, we dialed in the automated hiring process. We allowed us to scale. Now, what we noticed is even myself, I'm like, hey, why? Like, why is morale a little bit low? It seems very transactional. It seems very transactional. Which again, the employer to employee relationship is transactional and I understand that. But I want for my company, I want A players on the team. If you're not if you're a B player, I want to make you A player. If you're a C player, you don't have a spot on our team. I'm sorry. You, you either your B has to immediately get to an A and we celebrate and recognize a the bench player. is only so big. 100%. 100%. We got two teams, A and B. That was your analogy, sports analogy. <laughs> yeah. And so um so the past, I would say six to nine months, uh, we, we did start develop. We started to notice some things that we were, there were challenges. And we did identify a couple of players that were performing very well. But the reality is there were some, some drops in the well that were spreading to the team that were not positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've taken some action to, to, to fix up. Mm-hmm. And additionally, what we've started doing is a recognition program. Okay. So we just, we literally just started this, you know, recently, but we have a board now. Our office manager put it together. She put together a board. It's just like a bulletin board. And we have what's called MVP cards. 
So again, tying it down to kind of tying it to basketball, but at the same time, trying to recognize people. What you do is just a little postcard. I don't even know the size, a little postcard. And it, on one side, it says MVP. On the other, it has where you can write to, to this person and then why you what you saw them doing that was great and from who. And you write it down like a little, like a little high five. Boom. Mm-hmm. Daily high five. Hey, saw you. I saw you came in early today. Whenever you realized that we were short, really appreciate it. Really helped us get through. Okay, boom. Post it on the on the bulletin board. At the end of the month, we count up those MVP cards. Whoever has the most MVP cards, they get celebrated, recognized at our monthly lunches, and then we give them. We have a staff favorites uh, uh, form that they fill out, and they get some goodies off that staff favorites. So you have monthly form. lunches. Monthly lunches with yeah. your team. Yeah, where we it's a celebration of that MVP, and it is a is a usually a training session as well. So it's two. Oh wow, great! Yeah, yeah. so we lunch do and learn type of deal. Lunch and learn, and with some some celebration as well. So that way, it's you kind of break it up where people don't feel like, oh, you know, we're gonna just be training for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. So those those things were huge. Uh, additionally, whenever people move up to level ones, level twos, we always give them shout outs. So if it's a cleaning pro, we will give them a shout out. Um. That's something else that we've done that's really been huge to, to boost morale and, and improve recognition. And again, you once you reach a level two, you can go down to a level one again. <laughs> so like if you if you're not performing, like well, you can get knocked down. So a lot of times people want to hang on to spots, and that's that's been huge. Uh, those are two of the biggest things we've done. The last thing that we've done that I would say has been the biggest the biggest change, uh, the biggest impact is what we call the humble, hungry, smart score. I already like it. Humble, hungry, smart. So I don't know if you've read the book uh, called The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni, but you should read it if you haven't. And basically, they have studied tons of businesses, tons of high performers, and they have nailed down what they identify as A players. Okay. And so we read the book. And then there's a great podcast by Tim Ferriss with the Maui Nui Venison Company. Um, I think the guy's name is Jack or Jake Muse or something like that, but you can look it up. Uh, it's the Maui Nui Venison Company on Tim Ferriss podcast. He talks about how he implemented this within his company. He gives a bunch of templates, gives a bunch of uh, questions you can ask. And basically we took that, we uh, changed out the questions to be more specific to our industry. And what we do is within 30 days of hire, this is you have six questions for Humble, Six for hungry, six for smart. We send this to our staff after somebody's been interviewed for 30 days, or I'm sorry, on this team for 30 days. We send it to all their coworkers. And we it's anonymous again. That's the key. Do not ask for, if you ask for someone to put a name down, contact information, they're going to feel like they're backstopping. That's right. not what we're trying to do. Retribution. That's right. not what we're trying to do. Yep. So it's anonymous. And they answer, you rate between one and seven on the questions of humble, hungry, and smart. And they have an overall score. And that equates to an A, B, or C. If you're a C, you're cut. If you're a B, you have immediate action items to improve. Wait, and this is from the staff? This is from the staff. Wow, our team, I should say. This, okay. is, this is from our team. Wow. And so if, you, if I start in our company and in 30 days I get a C, I'm done. So, so, so it's... Go ahead. It's, uh, <laughs> Not, I'm trying to think of something not extreme, like Lord of the Flies, right? <laughs> like it's, it's, um, but that's very interesting because that's, I'm hoping that's right. Not only cutting out the performance, but the toxicity that could potentially come 100%. into play. Wow. And so I would tell you the knee jerk reaction that most people get whenever they hear that. They're like, well, you're just going to be backstabbing. You're going to be trying to get so-and-so to be a C, mm-hmm. but it's not the case. Okay. And it's so funny because anyways, we implemented this and one of the ladies that works for us she voiced that concern. But then we had her, we still did it. And we had her humble, hungry, smart. She ended up being a B. We had some action items to get her to an A. It did a world of difference. She goes, whoa, I, I didn't realize this is what it is. I feel like I have clarity. I can see why this comment was made or why this was, I feel like I have clear action items to get better and I'm committed to doing it. I'm committed to doing it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, and I will. And also, by the way, Sorry to interrupt, but that she received it like that. 100%. Huge. Where 100%. there's that, you know, a little bit of, eh, you know, 100%. defiance, if you will, at the beginning. But to not only change that opinion, but to receive that feedback and say, I'm happy to make changes. That's, that's 100%. a game changer. It's a game changer. But now I know that you have potential. Yes. Now, if you come in and you pitch a fit and you don't want to contribute and you don't want to, and, and you, you fight everything that you see here, um, you're a C player. And you don't have a place here. 
I mean, the, the reality, because, and the reason for that is before we implemented this, just a little bit of backstory, before we implemented this, we were having people not show up for shifts. We were, not have, we were having people not complete shifts. We were having people not meet their KPIs. This is mainly for our facility staff I'm talking about right now. So what happened is, I say I call out. So now you're coming in next. So now you have your expected quota to meet for the day, but you also got to meet mine. Mm-hmm. But then if you called out, me and you both called out, the next person has double. Double. Well, technically triple because they're still yeah. doing their own, but I understand. There's plus double, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, my point is, it was a major issue. And what's interesting is when you do these things anonymous, I have my picture of what I think you are, right? But the reality is I'm not in it day to day. I'm not in the weeds. I don't see those things. So the the cool thing is I have my picture of what I think you are based on a very, like a higher level view. Sure. Um, but when I get feedback from your teammates, these are guys you rub shoulders with every day. This is very like undercover boss without you being the undercover boss. Yeah. And again, you, you got to, you have to frame it in a way so everybody understands you're doing this because you want, you want the top guys in your team. Sure. And you don't, <laughs> what happens is if you, allow your C players to stay C players on the team. If you allow your B players to keep B and B players and not develop to A players, your A players will leave. Unacceptable. So, so you know, there's also something to be said in the, the military community that is, that is, has a lot of similarities, especially when you get into the more, the elite communities that are, they, those folks do get weeded out because yeah. of that. Yeah. Because it, you, not only do you, so there's the skill sets, but then there's the being a team player and, and that it's a little bit harsher, but you know, that's, that's fantastic that you, that you have implemented. So again, have you heard of anyone else doing something like that? Um, with the exception of what's coming out of the book that, you know, garnished, if you will, or fed that idea. No, not, not a single person, but I, I will say in my coaching groups, things like that, like I do try to kind of drop that seed. And again, even from other business owners, there's sometimes a, a lot of immediate kickback where it's like, oh, that feels like you're, you know, being mean or, or you're trying to pit against people against each other, which is not the case at all. I mean, it's really not. It, it is here. Uh, a lot of times, like for a flower to grow or a plant to grow, you have to cut off the dead leaves. You have to cut off the things that are sucking resources away from the healthy flowers. It's the same thing. You have to cull that. You have to, if someone is being a C player, I'm sorry, but if you're not showing up to your shift, if you're not producing, if you're calling out all the time, there's not a place for you. You know, I'd love Logan. You know, I, I don't typically ask for engagement and call to action uh, during the people at value <laughs> experience uh, YouTube channel and podcast, depending on how people are consuming it. But I'd love to hear back from folks. One, you know, like, subscribe, follow, hit no, the bell for notification. But also, I'd like to hear how many people would like to see you author a book. I'd be very curious to see that. Hopefully they've listened this far to it, you know, and, and <laughs> uh, stayed with us this long, but I would love to get some comments back to say, yes, please write a book. Um, and maybe this will be like, you know, played a year and a half from now when marketing's better, <laughs> but like, yeah. like, and people are like, Oh man, that was amazing. Those nuggets are great. I'd love to have some of those templates, right. That you've, that you've gathered from all these respective places, right. Cause you consumed a book a week and, all these other podcasts and all the way that you've just taken all that aggregated data and implemented it and seeing what's worked or not. So just yep. again, I'm one vote, one <laughs> vote, immediate comment. We still, we still want to see that book, you know, voice to text is out there. Um, AI, AI will help with that. That's right. So a great transition. Um, so we've, we've hit that, right. The hiring, the automation, we've talked about the morale on the soft, but now I'd like to talk about, so those are, you know, the respective walls that the bar is hit and you've grown, right. Or climb the wall to go and go, so now with the evolution of artificial intelligence, AI, I know that we've had conversations before and you've started to implement that into your business. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be great to hit a couple of those high points or touch points of where you've seen that help. And again, from an enhancement standpoint and a reduction of time that has been spent outside of what would be considered either manual or automation at this point. Absolutely. Um, AI, artificial intelligence, I mean, really, really the past two to three years has become relevant and, and usable. Really the last year it has exploded. Um, 
Again, artificial intelligence is one of those tools that if you use it and implement it, just like the automations, just like the SOPs, just like the accountability, the humble, hungry, smart, if you implement it, you can get some results. Um, artificial intelligence for us has started to yield more results that you can measure compared to some other things. Okay. And so for those of you that don't know, the most common one is called chat GPT. Chat GPT is artificial intelligence. And basically it's like having a conversation like we're having right now. But the difference is I could ask you to do things and you would do it immediately. Or I could ask you to, I give you any sort of set of commands and do it immediately. Okay. So I could go to chat GPT. It's a little chat box. I would give it as much information as I can about the question I'm asking. So for example, let's say this podcast. I could take this transcript from this entire podcast and I could copy and paste it into ChatGPT's chat box. And I could say, hey, ChatGPT, this is a podcast I just did with Schleife. Um, it's called The Paid Podcast. Can you please summarize it and give me the top 10 chapters of this podcast? And can you do it in a way that's geared towards business owners? Or can you do it in a way that's geared towards... Um, you know, small families, small local business, whatever it may be. And it will take that entire transcript and it will break it down into that concise thing that you want in a matter of seconds. And so the difference is where post editing may take hours for this particular step. It may take a couple minutes because you're, you're still going to want to go in and revise some things. Right. But it significantly cuts it down. Now, I'll give you a couple ways that are my, there's there's so many rabbit holes you can go down with AI, but specific to ChatGPT, I will give you my favorite things right now that I'm doing with it. Please. My number one thing that I, I implemented a couple months ago, maybe even a year at this point, automatic responders to Google reviews. So I have set up an automation where anytime a customer leaves a review on my Airbnb cleaning business, my holiday lighting business, my... um exterior wash business which we'll touch after yeah any of those <laughs> any of those businesses it will send it to i i have a prompt where i say hey chat gpt anytime that you get a review i want you to respond this way if it's positive respond this way if it's negative using this information and it will anytime i get a review it will respond using those prompts specific to that customer specific to the words left in that review. So it's not just like a, oh, thanks for your feedback. No, it's like, hey, I'm so happy to hear that you loved your Airbnb cleaning for Pelican 602. We love that you love our towels there. We hope to see you soon. It's that specific, which is amazing. This is things that companies used to have to do. Like, I mean, I was paying for the longest time for a company to do this for me. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's interested, I can. I don't mind dropping. I have a video on how I set this up. I can drop a video in the show notes for you if you want. Free, free for now. Free for now. Maybe not forever. So that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite things I've done right off the top of that. Uh, number two, one of the things I've done is there's something called, there's a soft, there's a, something that connects to G, chat GPT. Um, you can, it's called custom GPT. You can drop your own documents. Okay. You can drop your own documents into custom GPT. So for me, one of our core values is use your resources. That's one of our core values. Okay. I, I want people to use their resources. I don't want to be asked, you know, every question I don't necessarily have the answer to, or every question I, I want someone to have one person or one thing that they can kind of go to for central information. So as we grow, our resources get spread across Google Docs and our learning management system and maybe a you know Google Sheets and it, it just gets spread out. And it's hard to consolidate it in one place. So what we've done is we've made the user resources core value. We've used that as a lens on how we approach our business. And so we have this custom GPT that I can take all of my help articles, all my canned responses, all of my SOPs, all of my checklists, everything, all of our processes and upload it to this chat GPT bot. We call it Slam Chat. We, <laughs> we upload it to Slam Chat. And what I do is I have, we have a Quick Links website where again, everything's spread out. So you, it's, it's just employee staff facing where it's it's just a quick links website. So you go on this website, it's internal only, and it's got a bunch of quick links to like our forms and our documents, et cetera. Well, if you go to any website, a lot of times you see there's a chat bot or a chat box that pops up. Mm-hmm. We have that except for it's slam chat. So if you're on, if you're trying to find something and figure out how to do something and you're on our, our quick links website, you just type in your question to slam chat. And so you say, hey, uh, how do I schedule a reclean? 
I, I just had a customer call in. They're upset. They want me to schedule a reclean. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And boom, it'll it'll use that SOP that I have uploaded on how we handle that specific process. It will spit out those steps. Utilizing the Slam chat. Yeah, utilizing the Slam chat. So this is this is the bot that we uploaded all of our processes. How to. much time did it take to get the back end of that working? Not much. It's already had the SOPs built. Mm. It's just drag and drop. So you drag all the documents, like you said there, and then it's able to sort of just through the the verbiage, I guess, and yep. paraphrase all that. Just. It does all everything from there. I do nothing else. Wow. And then uh, what it'll do is it'll link to, it'll have like three resources. It'll say, hey, this question was based on this resource and maybe it's the SOP, but here's two others as well in case, in case this doesn't make sense. So you can click, you can still click on it and it will take you to the whole SOP. But if you think that still isn't clear, you have two others to choose from. Do you remember the paperclip? Paperclip. Remember Microsoft Office had the paperclip that used to pop up? Oh, hey, how's yeah. it going? Hey, how can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> but much better because also, uh, yeah, Slam Chat sounds way better by yeah. the way, than a little paperclip. So, so, <laughs> but so do you have like a little like avatar with it or no? We do. It's actually. Do the, you really? I do. Yeah, you can have. A, you can do your own avatar. Is it like dunking slam? It's like a bot. It's like a. It's a. It's like a bot. that's in the shape of a basketball. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. Yeah. Good, with the theme, got to keep it. I exactly. love it. I love every second of it. And so, um, so we do have that. And again, that's that's something else. It's. I think. It, I think to connect as many documents as you want, it's like fifty bucks a month. Again, that's like so much better. Whenever I'm saving myself hours a week, I'm saving my other leadership hours a week. I mean, you're saving tons of time across the entire organization when you give your team one resource and it has pretty much everything you need. Now, the beauty of it with that specific thing is you can create passwords and different chats if you want to keep it department specific. Wow. So if you if you only want resources for customer service, you can have your own chat just mm-hmm. for that. If you want to keep it just for your admin, that way... Everyone doesn't have access to all your processes if that's something you don't want. Sure. Um, so that's that's one of my favorites. So the review software and then Slam Chat's a big one. Um, those are two ways that have you Have you done any marketing with AI? I know we talked about some of the graphics that you can create. I don't know if you've done that yet or not, but I've... So I was talking to a buddy at work the other day and what I've seen um, very highly successful I've seen a lot of success from from folks that will utilize chat GBT in an instance of, you know, create the verbiage going into this product, whether it's mind journey, whatever kind of graphic um, AI that they're utilizing. And they'll say, give me 500 words to describe this and whatever else. And so what it's done is, and then give me four variations. So I, you know, I'm selling ice cream on the beach or something like that. Right. And give me, the background with surfboards of different colors and all these different. And so they're kicking out all this stuff and now they have it for social media pamphlets and so on. Is that something you played around with yet at all? So I've not specifically to images, but I have to like text. And so what I mean by that is we try to do drip sequences for customers, but again, come back to staff. Like I'm trying to keep my staff engaged. I'm trying to market to my staff. So what I'll do is I will go in and I will say, cause again, our automated hiring funnel, like it's, it's a drip sequence over like two years. Like it doesn't just stop when they're hired. Like we still engage them depending on where they're at, you know, holidays or where they're at in the onboarding process. So what I'll do is I go to ChatGPT and I'll say, hey, I am trying to create a 12 month email sequence for my cleaning pros. Um, These are guys that did not move forward the process, but I think they have potential and I wanna keep them engaged. So if their life life changes and they find themselves in need of employment, they have us on mind to reach out to give me 12 email subjects and uh, you know uh, newsletters or, or however you want to word it f- to target that. And it will. It'll say Monday or say January, February, March, et cetera, whatever. You can do the same thing with holiday emails. You can do the same thing with birthday emails, whatever it may be. I know we talked a long time ago that you've done a lot of automation through emails. And so has this enhanced it now with the, the specific AI that's out there? 100%. There's so many things that, I mean, even last night we were, we were, we're working on transitioning our automated hiring funnel into our Christmas light business because we're about to get Christmas lights going. It's Great better. transition, by the way. Thank you. But um, <laughs> we're going to be moving into Christmas light business. And so since we're moving into Christmas light business, we got to hire a bunch of installers. And so we're in the process of taking that funnel and moving it into our Christmas light install. So I, as we do, right, what the recap is. So we've talked about the automation, the morale, and the hiring staff. Uh, talked a little bit about your specific, how you're utilizing AI and what you've enjoyed, um, at least the top three that you've enjoyed with AI. 
And so now you're talking about using AI in your other businesses. So I definitely want to continue on that thread, but also then tell us, you know, from that, that big bar, how these other bars have mm-hmm. taken place, if you will, um, along the journey there and, and how you decided to, to do and pivot to these additional businesses. So yeah, please continue to pull the thread on the AI and the Christmas light businesses that's starting to come into season, um, here that we're in about to start October. Uh, and then, yeah, tell us about how you decided to, to start that adventure and journey on those other businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we're using basically what I'm doing is I am using AI to to change the copy to gear it towards Christmas light installers. So I'm like, hey, my cleaning pros, I've got my cleaning pros. Um, this is the messaging that we send. I have all my sequences. I copy and paste that entire hiring funnel into my Christmas lights. And then I just go through and I basically just copy everything to chat GPT and say, hey, you got all the background. I give them all the background on my Christmas light company, et cetera. Hey, change this so it has the same message, but geared towards this company, the Christmas light company. And then we copy and paste it, make sure that the updated, you know, we revise anything we need to. Um, and then the updated funnel is now the same funnel, but geared towards holiday light installers. Um, now, as far as how we got into adding that as a service from our existing company, um, I mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast that. Airbnb cleaning is very seasonal and we didn't realize that the first year, but after the first year, we realized that, Hey, December, January, February, you know, and even November are very slow. So when we first started, we tried to do a bunch of things like, Hey, we got into, we got into interior residential cleaning, which we're still doing, but it's just very small. It's not, it's not a great revenue source for us. We, uh, moved into tile and grout cleaning for our existing clients, but again, a little bit of limitations there. wasn't great. So we kind of put a pause on that. We still do it, but it's just for a select, select clientele. Um, so finally, we got into Christmas lights. Last year was our first year doing it, and we had a great first year. Um, super excited about the growth that the team saw, the revenue that the team saw, and we're planning to at least triple it this year, um, if not more. And so, just say, so you did it first year last year, and you're tripling already? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so. Really excited about that. And uh, really a lot of that is because you already have existing customers. And so you have so much more content to market, to reach out to, and they're going to refer you. Um, How hard was that first year? Tough. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to put something down for the actual lights yeah. and or the the folks to get them trained and install right so well and, and i and i did make a choice to be back in the field so you know i i got i have got the airbnb cleaning business to a point where i'm able to get out of the trenches and i'm able to pick my head up work on the business for the past several years and we've seen tremendous growth and tremendous improvement processes which is great but that's why we had to focus on that one thing to get it to a point that we could focus on another thing and that's what this christmas light is the christmas light installation is and with that, you have to be in the, or I've found that I have to be in the field a little bit to understand enough to refine the processes, to build the processes. Um, so it's a commitment, you know, it's a commitment that we've had to make. So it was very tough because we, you know, I'm very fortunate that we have some, some guys that have lent us their resources to be able to even know what we are doing. Um, but again, getting out there doing it, you know, now we have now this year, hopefully I'm going to have a lead installer who can train the other guys. Now I'm going to have, you know, we're trying to buy a, a lift so that we don't have to keep renting because that was a surprising, unexpected hurdle was last year. We needed lifts and they're not always readily available. Oh. <laughs> and so you'd have to wait four days and put a job off, you oh, know, no, four days. Right. Yeah. And we lost a couple jobs like that. We had a job, you know, anyways, we had a couple jobs like that that we just lost because we didn't have, didn't have the lift. So we're like, okay, well, maybe we buy one this year. Um, so, so that sounds like that was concurrent, but how... Was there a lot of market research that led to that? Because there's other off-season um, entrepreneurial small businesses that you could have gone into. Was there was there a ton? And like, how did you hear about Christmas lights? Yeah, it, it would be within our coaching group. Um, basically, you know, every year we get together and we take a look at our business from the previous year, and we basically just everybody does a, you know does an analysis together, and then we look forward to the next year, and we're like, okay, what's our goals for next year? And this is the first time I'd ever seen where the guy's like, hey, here's my service. Here's what it did. And I'm like, what? Christmas lights? Like, what is that? And uh, I started doing the research in our area because he was in a colder region, which made a lot of sense for Christmas lights. But I was like, well, we're in Florida. Like, are we going to have a bunch of people that want Christmas lights? Did a bunch of research and realized there's a couple of bigger names in the game in our area, but not a ton. And there is opportunity there. Um, 
So basically utilizing that, we found, you know, we have a, a supplier that's been very generous with us. Um, they originally were attempting to franchise their company, but they decided not to. And so since they're not going to do that, they are just essentially providing training and resources as long as you commit to buying products from them. Yeah. Interesting business model, but yeah, sounds and like it's working. So we did that last year with them and we bought all of our product with them. Matter of fact, we bought so much product. It was their first year distributing. We bought so much product from them. They actually reached out to us this year and we're actually distributing as well now. That's awesome. We're a sub distributor. That's great. And uh, they will sh- they ship it to us. And so you're looking at tripling potentially your customers as far as consuming the, you know, the product and the potential for other revenue stream of distribution. Correct. And again, we're, we are, it, it, there's a lot of shiny things that can come across your table. And so it is very important that we dial in on that one thing. So our main focus is strictly the installation side. If we get a couple cells on the sub distributor side, great, but we're not, we're not really pushing that hard. We're not really putting a lot of time and resources in that because it is so important that you focus on that one thing, get it to where it needs to be. And then again, if something with the distributor side comes along, great, but the focus is the installation. Gotcha. Side. Yeah, I'm surprised you lift being so tall. I thought you just reach up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be like a 35 to 55 foot lift, so oh, a little wow. bit taller. Some really tall roofs. So you have to get it. Oh yeah. Um. So that's interesting. So we haven't really talked about too much, but the Gulf Coast Sud Squad. Did I get it right? Yeah, that's it. I try my best. <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> All these alliterations. You yes. Know. Um. How is that going for you so far? Uh, Gulf Coast Sud Squad, I would say that's, that's our exterior wash. Um, we do pressure washing, gutter cleaning, window washing, driveway cleaning, things like that. Uh, we started that. This is our first year doing that. And really the idea is that and the lighting service would be its own, like it would be its own company that kind of... Since they're already up that high, having the ability to clean stuff while you're up there. Yeah, okay. it would end up kind of being its own thing. Like where they, they're complimentary services gotcha. and that's really the idea. And so this past year, I would say we got off to a good start as far as that like we had, we had a lot of customers. Um, but the reality is it got to, it was when I, when I, I bought a rig and I put it on the truck, I rode around with it for like six months. The plan was when I got it to put it on a trailer and then have other staff members available to be able to do it. Um, the Airbnb cleaning business, it's one of those situations where it gets busy and you prioritize things right and this happened to be deprioritized right so i would say we even with that said we had a, a very successful first year like mm-hmm. I'm, i think we're set up for next year but we could have done better had we had the bandwidth right to focus on that one thing it's like a bar that's faded that can come back to being full or filled in later on yeah yeah right? 100 yeah and so I, it is one of those things where right now out of all of our services that has taken a little bit the longest to to get off the ground to lift. Um, but we're excited to see with the addition of our Christmas-like customers this year and, and returning from last year to be able to marry those guys and, and see if you know, it makes sense to offer that service to them as well because we think that's a there's opportunity there. Right, and I think the biggest, you know, just from conversations with you and other folks, and, you know, it's like one of my passions talking about businesses, um, like business differentiators is huge. And again, you go to other power washing companies and other things, but they don't have the processes in place. They don't have the complimentary services in place. And so that's going to be, you know, again, like you said, right with the prioritization, but as that gets out there, they're gonna be like, okay, well, I could go hire this. But if I do that, I'm not going to get the quality of service and or know that it's uh, repeatable and measurable, right? Like for, for a sustained amount of time, I know I'm going to have somebody come out. And if I call back, I'm not calling back to, to what was it? Chuck in the truck. I'm calling back to Logan who has high quality business acumen. I got into this discussion the other day, acumen, <laughs> business acumen, and we'll provide that. Hey, listen, we we're sorry. We'll come back and do it. Where if you do Chuck in a truck, Chuck and trucks like, Nope, sorry, I'm out of here. I, I don't need you anymore. You look for repeatable customers and continuing that, that business opportunity with them. So again, not to say that don't, they don't, right? Not again, like you said, Chuck and a buck and Chuck and a truck and Bob and whomever don't do that. But I think there's a higher quality in something that you've had over lessons learned and that you really feed your time into where maybe others don't, like you said. hundred percent. And so it comes down again, we're trying to productize the service again, because there is a system, there's a process, even with the exterior wash and the crystal sites that goes into how do we prep the home? How do we 
serve the home? How do we close down the home? Um, all of those things go, it, that's a product. Okay. Some of these other guys, uh, I, don't get me wrong. There's a, there, there are several local companies that are great and they have processes and they have these things, but it, it, should you choose to go the, the lower rate, you just care about price. I just want the lowest rate to get my house washed. Great. But whenever you have a problem, like, you know, you've got bleach on the side of your house and now you got to repaint your home because they, they shouldn't put it on that, that type of material home. Is that person going to have the insurance to cover it? And I can tell you that I've seen people go out of business on situations like that because they couldn't cover the cost of that. Okay. Or if you call them back, how long is it going to take you take them to come back for a reservice? Because if it's just if, yeah, if right. if you call them back, if they come back when you call right. them back, how long is that reservice going to take? Is it going to be next day like we can offer, or is it going to be next day that turns into a week that turns into two weeks that turns into never hear from them again? Because right. that happens a lot too. So again, you do get what you pay for, and I will never ever for our service, our product that we're trying to produce. I won't race to the bottom. So if you if you do want the lowest price in town, we're not a good fit. We're, you're not my ideal client. You're not my ideal customer. Um, we're not a good fit. And the reality is, if you want the professionally wrapped truck, you want the processes, you want the nice uh, equipment that is being used in your home, you want the protective measures that's covering this covers your door with the because it's got a nice stain and we don't want to get any thing on it that would ruin that stain. If you want those things and not just how fast can I get from A to house A to house B with minimal prep and, and takedown, you know, if you don't want that, then you need to go to, to the the smaller, you know, company, which is fine. That's okay. Right. Um, but again, that's a difference and that's why some of these companies can't, they're not going to go to the bottom because right. they do provide a premium service. And if something does go wrong, typically you're more protected. Yeah. Like I had a friend in uh, Crestview had the service done and they made a uh, floodlight not work, <laughs> just continue to be operational. And luckily they came back and, and fixed it, but that's a huge concern because of safety, right? Like uh, this particular person was like, Hey, like I, I'm freaking out a little bit because now I can't see my backyard like 100%. at night, right? That's not a good thing. This is a floodlight that provides some security and safety for this person. So yeah, a, a big deal, right? Because they, they either didn't know how, or they didn't care to protect it enough. And yeah, well, there's a ton of people with exterior cameras now or TVs or whatever kitchens, you name it. And it's our barbecues, if you will. And it's very important for them to be, you know, cause now I'm not only I'm paying that now I have to pay somebody to come fix that. And also I'm not going to do business with you again. Right. 100%. So that's, yeah. that's huge. Uh, so that's, that's amazing. So, wow. So you currently have at this time, Oh, we didn't talk about one more business, the um, automation business. Yeah. Just our, our automated business. Um, as far as the automated hiring funnel, I mean, really that's something that we've started. And what opening. is the name of it again? Nurture nation. That's something that we have a couple of guys that are, home services right now that are currently utilizing that software. It's essentially what we're doing with our, our lighting uh, company where we're copying and pasting everything over specific to that company. And we have those funnels that automate the uh, job ads that automate the qualifying of the customer or the, the staff member that send the, that schedule them based on your availability, send the reminders. And then afterwards, whatever process you have, if you have like a, Hey, if you're hired, I need you to fill out this form X, Y, and Z. We automate all of that, um, send in the videos we talked about. It's really just automating the hiring experience and putting it on, on autopilot. So that way, even if you do have your head down working in the business, you have something in the background that's booking you candidates, that's filling up your interview calendar, that's making sure that even though you're doing the thing or if you're not doing the thing, you can focus on the business while still getting quality qualified applicants on autopilot. Is this something they can Google or do they need to go? Is it through the Dream Clean Team uh, website or Facebook page that they can find this uh, service? It's just uh, nurturenation.io. Nurturenation.io. Okay. Yeah. So IO is the important piece because it's not .com. Like a lot of your, you know, basically a lot of your tech companies are moving to the .io just okay. to kind of specify that that's a, a, a software as a service. Okay, great. So. Uh, and then again, real quick, and I'll put this in the, the description um, and or hopefully on the podcast, but let me rephrase that. I'll put this in the YouTube description, but on the podcast, I just wanted to hit those as references. Um, so if you can just give your your Facebook or your website for your other respective businesses. Yeah, so um, we're on Facebook for the Dream Clean team and also on Instagram. Uh, same thing with Gulf Coast Sud Squad, which is our exterior wash company. And then Gulf Coast Lighting Pros is our holiday lighting installation company. 
Okay. And that's currently on Facebook as well. You can yeah, find that and Facebook. Quote We're good. pretty much just on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, you can actually find us on LinkedIn as well. Okay, great. So now that we we've, I think we've wrapped up that, which is all amazing, by the way, I always told you one day, you know, I, just remember the little people when you knew the little people back in the day, um, especially after the book booms. And I'm going to help you with that just for funsies. I just want to be in the, like the beginning. Hey, thanks Schleif, or That's it. Just in the beginning of the book. That's all I have. That's right. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> so some of the stuff I like to ask folks that come on a, an instance, I know there's multiple ones, but your professional and personal lessons learned that a theme that has lived with you. So mm. first let's hit the, the professional. What is a lesson learned through your life professionally through the multitude of books or something that's been aggregated, but something that you, not that you live by every day, but it'll come up and you always go back to that. Yeah. So this is a, it's a tough question and I'm not able to nail down one thing or resource, but what I can say is it's, it's an accumulation of common threads. And so what I mean by that is whenever you read books, talk to people that are performing at a high level, you start to notice common things. Um, and I would say an accumulation of those common things professionally has been huge. So for me, having, what that looks like is a strict daily routine. Part of that is writing down my goals every single day. What are my top 10 goals? And I write them as, if, you, if you've not read it, I, I got this from... Uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, and then also Brian Tracy Goals. It's very similar. But you write down your, your top 10 goals like you already achieved them in the year you're going to achieve them. For example, one of our goals is I will own an Air, $5 million. I own a $5 million Airbnb cleaning company in 2026. And then you have nine other ones like that. Some are professional, some are personal. Um, huge. And what I will say is writing that down every single day, you start to notice things around you that are opportunities to reach one of those goals. Hmm. Had a great conversation with one of my coaches the other day about this. And we got kind of creative and, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know what? These two goals you could marry. You could do this and this and all of a sudden achieve both with one thing. And you're like, whoa, that speeds up the timeline so much. So writing down your goal, having a strict routine and um, writing down your goals, being one of those, your, your needs to be 10, professionally and personally, huge. Um, personally, and I would even, again, this kind of bleeds into professionally as well, but personally, feeding your mind with the things that, that are going to give a positive output. So I mentioned, hey, I went through, again, I've not as much recently, but the first several years, a book a week. I would rotate leadership, personal development, business processes, and then just something I liked, was interesting. Could be science, whatever. I just rotated through to give myself enough time to work on all those things, even though I was constantly reading. So giving and surrounding yourself by people that are high performers, because believe it or not, the people that you surround yourself with the knowledge, the information, the intake that you allow in your mind dictates your output. Like what you're going to do in life, how happy you're going to be. Do you, are you around someone that is always complaining? Are you around someone that things never go right? Do that's, you're not going to be happy in six months, right? Because that you're feeding your mind with that. Or are you with someone that's constantly celebrating you? Are you as someone that's constantly doing things to push themselves, putting themselves in uncomfortable positions, trying to do things that aren't easy to them? Because that's going to want make you want to do that. That's going to make you want to be better. It's going to make you want to do uncomfortable things. So ingesting and surrounding yourself with knowledge and people that are not only positive, but that make you get uncomfortable. Um, positive growth. Positive growth and positive growth. Yeah, for sure. Being uncomfortable. If something is uncomfortable, if something, you know, you feel like is tough, you know, for me, historically, I always think to recognize that because that's that wall. Yep. And if you can climb that wall and get to that tough thing, like 
that's where growth really is. Yeah, that's woo, dropping nuggets, bro. And not the kind after Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've we've reached the the end here. And with everyone that comes on, I like to ask a special question. And so I've I've changed it up, by the way. So I uh, can take a second, think about this. If you had an extra moment in your life, would you want it in the past or the future? An extra moment. Knee-jerk reaction. I've won in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you feel comfortable saying why? I think um, so. Part of my daily routine that I mentioned was was gratitude, mm-hmm. and then you know saying what you're grateful for. And there's, I think, having a moment that's been a peak experience. That's something that you maybe you look back on and you really enjoy. Going back and you know maybe. Trying to really identify what makes that, like what makes that that peak experience, like how much you appreciate that thing so that you can try to have more like that. Mm. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Like I said, I've asked that for a couple of different people and, and some people are surprised because people do answer in the future. They'll say in the future and it's, you know, whether that's a, a monetary thing or something like, Oh, like back to the future. Like I'd love to know, Right. Like the stock market and, you know, who won the, the World Series in 10 years. And, you know, um, like I said, I was having a conversation with my buddy Stone and he was like, well, you know, the, the stock market, like it'd be awesome. Where Apple and Google and all those things are like, what's the company that no one's know that doesn't know about in like 10 years that I could put, you know, half a penny to now. But a lot of the folks that I've talked to that say past, um, which is great, by the way, that was interesting that it wasn't like um, while it was a unique experience, it wasn't like some folks that have had someone pass away or something like that, a relationship that wasn't mended or something like that, that is something that's triggered them. So it's, it's always interesting to hear that answer. Um, and, well, not only the answer of like, would it be the past or future, but also like the reasoning behind that. So, so, so thank you for sharing that. That was, that was very important. Uh, Logan, it has been amazing to sit down and finally have the opportunity to record all of these nuggets that you have locked up in that giant brain of yours. <laughs> I think, I think, and I hope that people have the opportunity to listen and watch this respectively and understand how valuable you are. Um, not from a, a standpoint of, of monetary, but valuable of lessons learned, um, and just your journey along the way and how people can just get that value from that. Those experiences that you've had it is fantastic. And not only that, but from a personal standpoint, you didn't touch on it, but you coach often. And so some of that, not only with, with your kid, which you try, but you've, you've coached and helped others along the way. And so not only have you added value internally to your nucleus of your family, you've added a ton of value. Uh, and one of those being, you know, my daughter Riley. So <laughs> we, we really appreciate that. That has been, a, a, a you know, now lifelong friends, right. Just from, from some of those instances. So I I'm speak for myself and others out there. We do appreciate you taking the time and effort to, to do that for other families and grow, grow them from a skill set and little people into big people and members of society. So, um, is there anything you wanted to wrap up with? Um, no, so I, I appreciate you having this podcast. Um, look forward to, you know, doing it again in the future. So thank you again for having me. A million percent. You got um, it. Thanks Logan. And, uh, everybody, thanks for listening to people add value experience until next time. <laughs>